0: And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley.
1: Welcome to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today is uh, Tell Dell Tuesday, and uh, we have a guest with us here today, uh, someone that I've uh, not known personally, so it's going to be interesting to me to hear his story. With us today is Jason Barley out of Austin, Texas. Jason, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Dell. Thanks for having me.
1: Jason, I'm looking here at your resume, and uh, I've got two, three pages of purchases. Before you were a member, before you started here, did you have real estate prior to being here, or did you start up here?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I had quite a few years' experience uh, prior to Lifestyles, so I did that typical route, you know, go to school, get a job, and you know, I, I realized that wasn't the path for me a few years into corporate America, and... I got caught up on all those house flipping shows back in the day, um, so I said, "Hey, that's that's the route out." So <laughs> I did one of those flips back in Southern California and came out with a little bit of money. But you know, I said that that's I, I can't sustain that. I did everything wrong. Had all my friends, you know, coming over, family doing the work. Uh, made a little bit of money and um, said, you know, I, I want to buy and hold the next one. So kind of looked all over the u.s had a buddy that was in the in the market and i said hey we're, we're some good markets you know can't can't do this in california make good cash flow so said, so check out florida texas carolinas georgia was on there and uh found a house actually a fourplex and in, in austin texas and uh kind of ran some numbers and said shoot you know 30 percent returns and molded over for a little bit and put in an offer and had a had a had a you know, fourplex, purchase sight unseen, and that, that was really the start of it.
1: So you were living in California at the time?
2: Yeah, yeah, I was living out there. I uh, went to school out there. All the friends, families were out there. My, my grandma was actually born in Texas, so I'm the first one actually making a full circle. But um, after that first fourplex, um, you know, I had some real bad third-party managers, uh, you know, fired, fired two or three of them. Uh, that next year, we had enough cash flow from the fourplex, where I actually bought a duplex in, in Austin. And then um, in 2007, I, I basically told my company, I was doing some global IT program management. I told them I was, I was quit moving to Texas because I, I fell in love with it. I'm a, I'm a Texan at heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, they say that uh, if you weren't born here, you got here as quick as you could, is the way they explained it to me when I first came here. So there's no doubt. So, um, I mean, I can't even imagine how many different deals are sitting here in front of me. Um, did Were all these buy and flips, or are they all buy and holds? What did, what did you do? I mean, these are tremendous number of duplexes, fourplexes, and some single families. I mean, that's a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, I basically, you know, after that first fourplex, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, they're, they're little cash machines, and they're easy to manage I actually when I moved out here in 7 to, to Austin Texas now the nice house up on, on Lake Travis um, and just just kept buying and plugging them in. I, I started my own property management company at that time because I wanted I'm a control freak you know and I, I want things done my way just you know I want a good service good rates and good communication and I, I don't know why it was so hard to get that from third party. so slowly just started buying you know every year to have enough cash flow saved up for a down payment on a new one and it just become it, it became so easy um where i just kept buying fourplexes and that's that's really all that i knew and then in 2008 to 2011 i kind of got sucked back into corporate america and escaped a few rounds of layoffs and i was looking at my boss and my boss's boss and i you know i, I had a, a thought i i I don't want this to be my life. So I kind of got heavy back into, into buying fourplexes again. Um, 2013, I bought two of them. 2014, I bought three of them. 2015, I bought four of them. And then I said, I I can't continue this. I mean, you got 50 utility bills, all these insurance statements, tax statements. It was just too much to manage. So I, I said, what's, what's next? And the next logical progression is, is apartments and, I knew nothing, nothing about apartments. Uh, I heard cap rate terms, NOI terms. So I was looking up for, you know, some, some training seminars and I'm actually addicted to three things in life, ice, tea, real estate, and podcasts. And I, I came across your, your lifestyles podcast. So that's when I when kind of found lifestyles and started, you know, binge listening to, to the podcast and, and joined lifestyles to learn, learn the apartment side of
1: it. How many total units were you managing at that point when you started looking into apartments?
2: So, I was about 50, 50 units spread across duplexes and, and fourplexes.
1: And you felt that was pretty uncomfortable to sustain as an owner-operator yourself?
2: Yeah, yeah. I just I just couldn't keep, keep up that pace. You know, there, there were small purchases. The amount of time it took to manage them and find them and close them and you know, you get those ten, those ten Fannie Mae loans. You've got to go up to the to the bank loans at that point. So I maxed those out, um, and I just felt, you know, there there had to be more. I, I couldn't continue that that exponential growth with with the small stuff.
1: Gotcha. So um, if you're sitting out there and you've got this uh, modicum of success already, you're already pretty successful in doing this stuff. You realize you didn't understand multifamily. I actually went through that same phase myself when I started doing multifamily. I said, you know, I better learn how to do this. So I went to the apartment association because that's the only place I could go to get some help. But you realized it when you first came to Lifestyles. What did you think? I mean, you know, so many of these real estate programs and groups and whatever are a bunch of hooey pooey. What did you think when you ran into us?
2: good 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 question so i thought the same i'm I'm real you know i i I don't believe a lot of stuff and i've I've never joined up with any seminars or groups or real estate classes so it actually took me a while i mean i I was researching you guys for a good year you know i went to a lot of free workshops i talked to tons of people um nobody had anything bad to say it was all positive so it it took me a good year you know to, to really feel comfortable before before joining up and then i Actually, had a buddy that joined up, and he was already getting into passive bills. And I said, "Shoot, you know, he's he's passing me up. I got to do something." And I, I don't know if you remember, uh, you used to offer. You had nice parties, big parties at your house, and you said on the radio, "Hey, uh, first few people to call up, you know, I'll invite you to my party." And that was what uh, five, five years ago or something. And said, eh, that's a good good point. I heard a lot about your parties, and you know, and called up and joined up and went to one of your parties out there at your your house. So that was a that was the. The impetus to to join up.
1: That's funny. That is. I mean, (laughs) I I never thought of my house as being a, a marketing tool, but I guess it was. We did have some good parties. So, what did you think of the house when you came out?
2: Oh man, it was amazing! I brought my daughter out there. Good, a lot of families, and that that pool was amazing. She loved that pool, jumping off that cliff in your in your back over there. Uh Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but it was yeah, it was awesome. And and the best part was the people, just talking to you know big time leads that were really successful, and the amount of of knowledge and looking around, saying you know, hey, everybody's just like me. You know, it's normal, normal, good good people. I think I found found my people once I once I joined up. You know, not. Not politically correct, and, you know, love, love the lifestyle, love having fun, family people. It was, it was
1: great. It is tough to mentally see that it's as important to make a lot more money than it is to make a lot higher percentage rate of return.
2: That's exactly right, Dale, and it took me a long time to get there. I, I just could not bridge that gap. Why in the heck? What I take, you know, a 10% return or an 8% cash-on-cash cash return when I'm doing 20%, 30%. I, I just couldn't, couldn't get there. But, you know, in doing that, the total dollars return were a lot more, even though the cash-on-cash the cash was, was lower. So it took me a while. I'm a slow learner, but he, he finally pushed me. So he was a great mentor and finally finally got me there.
1: That's good. The way I finally got over it, Jason, is I figured out how much money I was making per hour spent on what I was doing. And when you do that, you know, you can see that the single family is way better than your job. A duplex and a fourplex is better than a single family, probably even. Cause like you said, you know, you're paying, well, I guess in a fourplex, you still got four different utility bills if you're paying the utilities, but you got, you know, one tax bill instead of four tax bills to pay and so on and so forth. So the economics of scale starts to pay up. But when you get to small apartment complexes and you're taking care of 20 or 30 units, with one phone call you know or 60 and 80 and one phone call a day it's totally different so let's talk about you came out of there and you bought these 30 units the next year what what kind of deals were they
2: so they, they were same same thing you know single families duplexes a lot of fourplexes. but I started getting to the small multis at that point so I got a, a six unit a, an eight unit and a, and a 16 unit as as part of that 30 unit total 1031 that I did
1: mm-hmm and what did you think of those when you started with that stuff
2: it, it was it was interesting so that that's when i you know did all the training learned about noi learned about cap rates and and the kicker for me was um i didn't have to wait on that market appreciation i could i could force that appreciation with, with noi so that that was a big big piece of it that, that i loved you know it's it's all about improving operations and i I thought I was pretty good. My team was pretty good. We could do a lot better than these third-party guys, and that was, you know, I was off to the races with, with small multis at that time.
1: You know, it's really interesting because when I first moved up from where you were at in the single-family type stuff, and I owned duplexes and fourplexes also, uh, in fact, I actually owned 15 duplexes in the same street, so it was like a, I owned the street useless piece of information. But the bottom line was when I moved up, I didn't have anybody mentoring me and teaching me the stuff that, you know, we teach at the classes. And so I just thought you buy apartments for the same reason you buy a house, you buy them, and you hold on to them and you try to pay them off. You know what I mean? That's I had the same backward belief system as to what I was doing until somebody joined up to lifestyles and said, and this guy was uh, an Arthur Anderson guru, genius dude. And he said, nah, we move the cap rate and we sell the building or we refinance the money out tax-free. And when that hit me, it changed everything for me, for lifestyles, for everybody I was teaching, and for you to come in and, and get to see that, that this is what we're really doing. We're really moving that cap rate around. We're moving the value around purposely as opposed to just buying it, paying it off, and letting it cash flow. That's a major change. So let's go from there. Once you've got the taste of that, what were your next thoughts, and what were your next moves?
2: So at that time, I wanted to learn. So, so David's a great mentor. He was pushing me to keep growing, you know, getting out of my, my comfort zone. And he said, you know, you, you got some experience. You need to become a lead. So before I, I thought about ever taking anyone else's money, I, I take that very serious. Um, I, I joined up as a passive in, in a deal to kind of see how all that works. And that that was in 2016. So I um, I did that. You know, I saw how the reporting was. I saw how you know they came in, and rehabbed, and operations, visited the property, and then joined up with a couple more passive deals. And then at that point, you know, in 2018, I bought a, a 77 unit as a is a lead in San Antonio. And Austin was was increasing was so crazy during those years. Uh, I started reallocating a lot of the capital in Austin to San Antonio because it was more of a slow steady turtle rather than the big spikes that we see out here so next steps were you know passive and then and then getting into a 77 unit uh
1: lead deal so uh, is that the hamilton place yes well we gotta take a break we'll come back i'm gonna go into what it was like being a lead because that is a different step we'll be right back del wams the radio show is that you don't believe you can be rich is that you don't believe you can retire within five years that's half of your challenge and until you can come up with that belief system until you can reconcile that in your mind you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there so
0: you need to get in here and meet some people join us for the next free workshop and meet the people at Lifestyles Unlimited that will share Dell Wamsley's belief system and empower you to take the steps you need to be successful register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Dell Wamsley.
1: Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Jason Barley at Austin, Texas. Jason has done everything under the sun, and we've come through his story so far of him doing single families, duplexes, fourplexes, lots of all those, then moving to small apartment complexes. And then finally deciding that he needed to try out being a lead, Jason. Totally different thing being a lead. How did you feel about it?
2: Uh, I was nervous, real nervous at first because I I took having partners a lot more serious than than my own stuff. So it was a hard thing to overcome, knowing I was responsible for others, you know, other people's retirement. So it it was tough, but um, you know, I I got into it and I, you know, took it serious and, and. and it was it was a fun experience and teresa harrell uh she's an amazing you know operations consultant she had my back and any questions i had i had you know tons of friends in the industry out there that i called all the time for help and it was a it was a great experience
1: well looking at your your resume from this point on it looks like that was uh I'm not seeing any more sponsors on here. I his <laughs> partner, 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 partner. Oh, there's a KP sponsor, another deal. So how many deals did you end up being a lead in? Just one or two or how many?
2: So I got uh, four. So it's a 77 unit. And then in 2020, I did 130 unit and 152 unit. And then um, September last year in San Antonio, I actually did 165 units. So I got four of them now.
1: Wow. So you did overcome, and it, it really yeah. is, It's there is a massive amount of fear. I felt the same thing. I mean, there's people out there that don't have scruples, that don't have integrity, and they don't worry about taking people's money. They figure, ah, it's their money. Who cares? I'm not going to lose my, I'm going to lose their money. And, but for me, I, same thing that you felt, it's, just, it's scary as heck, and you work a lot harder trying to manage other people's money than you do your own. I see, though, that you did a lot of passive deals also during that time, share with us your thought process as to why you'd want to do both passive and lead deals.
2: It's basically, I kind of wanted to learn at first, so I joined up passive, but I think for the lifestyle or the quality of life, I saw some of the, like a John Fry, kind of look up to him and, uh, you know, he's retired on passive income. And I, I think my end goal is that, and this is a little outdated, but I'm in 30, 30 passive deals now, about 5,000 5, units. And uh, you know, David again pushed me to start cashing out a lot of that equity, and I've been going real heavy into the passive deals. The lead, I love it. It's it's a job. You know, I've got a good company, a good good staff, good team right now, but it's a job. But I, you know, I'm 45. I just turned 45, and I think the next the season of the next five years of my life is to get more into the into the passive. And if an opportunity comes along, I, I may jump on it as a lead. But I think I got a good thing going right now, and. I like both, but I I like the passive a a, a bit more at this
1: point in my life. Once you ever start getting money in the mail, man, and you don't have to do anything, it's really hard to go back. There's no doubt. uh, Yes, sir. At some point. As you move along here, you're changing the quality of your life by not doing as much work and moving more towards passive. What is your thought as to giving it all up at some point and just being totally passive? Do you think that will ever happen or not?
2: I think so. If I, I got an income number that I want to hit, if I have the network to get there, I, I think so. But I get bored real easy. So I, I don't know at this point. I, I think I may may still be a lead. May, maybe I row my own larger with, with no partners. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that that out, what the next steps are.
1: Well, you I can share this with you just uh, being 20 years older than you are. It gets to the point where you have more money than you have time. You know, and you want to buy that time back. And being a lead gives you massive leverage. You can make a lot more money per time spent on something. But buying your own deal, especially once you're at the point where you're large enough to have your own management company, where you don't actually operate anything, you've got somebody else doing it for you. Owning your own deal, you don't want to give away any of it. You know, hey, I get people all the time, can I get into your deal? you. I go, no, <laughs> my money, my money <laughs> is fighting for its own spot in deals right now. So uh, right. no, you you can't get in deals. With me. I don't mean that meaning like it sounded right. It just, it comes off that the bottom line is I have enough money that I don't want to own 25% of 10 properties. I want to own, you know, a hundred percent of four. That makes, sense. That it's makes complete lot, sense. It's a lot easier to deal with in my life and so forth. Um, what about your... Family and friends, as you went through this, anything interesting, any interesting stories about family or friends as you went through this?
2: Well, you know, you got the naysayers, uh, you know, family, they don't understand, you know, and they, they, they just know the stocks. And, you know, I, I invested in stocks from when I was 18 to 25, you know, and saw what that did. And then the first few years into real estate, I blew that out of the water. So I'm slowly converting some of my friends um, and, and family, but uh, I've got a lot, lot of friends that joined up. So... I mean, we we have you know get-togethers all the time, but my, my main thing right now is you know family. It's it's like you say, not not the money, it's the the lifestyle. So my my goal is to spend you know as much quality time with my daughter. Got an amazing 11 year old daughter. We take trips all over. Take her hiking. Uh, parents just moved to my neighborhood from from California, so they got out of that bad you know tax environment. So it's all about you know quality of life now and. and I'm at the point where I'm, you know, ready to start giving back and and just, you know, improving my life. Uh, there's there's more to all this real estate. So that's kind of where where I'm looking now.
1: Being um and I'm going to use this word, word very lightly. It's not being pointed at you or anything. It's just as more of a loaner, as a, a self-starter type of person that you are. Did you find it interesting at all how people were so open about their finances when you came to lifestyles?
2: Oh, yeah. That that was amazing. Uh Corporate America. No one talked about that. You know, you you weren't allowed to talk about how much of a you know measly three percent pay raise or, or you know small bonus you got every year. Didn't know what your bo- your boss made. You know, you'd get in trouble if you you know talked to coworkers. And then you you talked to him. You know, I got friends in Austin. They were showing me their financials and telling me how much they made. And I said, "Son of a gun! You know, you're just a, a regular guy. You know, how, how can you how can you be doing that?" So that's what helped me. I actually got laid off from corporate America in 2016. And that kind of forced me not to look for another corporate job and just focus on this full time because I knew it was possible. I saw other members doing it and that, that was a really good motivator and helped me out. But yeah, we, we are loners. I, I love our crew though.
1: Yeah, no doubt. You've got over 5,000 units. What's your plan for right now?
2: So, Dale, the, the the plan is just to continually, you know, in, in improve operations on my my lead deals. Um, you know, deliver deliver to Proforma. That's the the main focus right now. And then keep networking, um, keep getting in passive deals, keep keep cash out refinancing and selling properties with a lot of a lot of debt equity, as as David taught me. And then um, we'll see where it takes it from there. I, I think I need to get more. I'm a big traveler. My goal is to see the seven wonders of the world, and I, I have five done. And then COVID hit, so I, I need to get back there, knock knock uh, Egypt pyramids, and Petra off the list. So that that's going to be you know coming up hopefully pretty soon. And just keep keep living life, keep keep experiencing, and hanging out with my real estate friends, and keep living.
1: Looking back at a long career in this now, since you started way 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 back here, I'll see nineteen ninety one looks like your first deal somebody new just listening right now what would you say to them as far as where you could have done it better what what do you as you look back now hindsight's 2020 what should you have done differently or would you have done differently
2: yeah i don't like living with the regrets i was a dave ramsey guy i was a dave ramsey disciple you know that's where i started paying off everything and then i graduated from that to, to lifestyles and if I had to do it over again, you know, of course, everybody says they'd start sooner. And I, I would have moved to, to multifamily a lot sooner. I think that's, the, that's the, the, the two main things there. Because you saw, you know, what happened after that first year I joined. I basically doubled what I accomplished in, in 15 years in one year.
1: It's a very good point. I would like to ask you, um, I'm not asking you to trash Dave Ramsey, but tell people out there, What is the difference in the theory between Dave Ramsey and Lifestyles Unlimited, and how do you see the two fitting together?
2: Right. I I don't think there's anything bad about Dave Ramsey. I I think he's great for for certain people that that need it, you know, that can't really manage money and learn how to, you know, create budgets. But to build wealth, he doesn't really teach you that. Uh, Paying off debt does not build wealth. Taking that equity, as you all taught me, and then moving it into bigger deals and calculating your return on that work, that's... That's what builds wealth. That, that's what gets you out of corporate America. That, that's what creates the freedom. So I think he's good for certain people. But eventually, you know, if you have things that you want to do in life and goals, you need to graduate and kind of look more into investing and not, not paying off the debt, which is not, not what I was taught growing up. So I'm, I'm glad I learned it.
1: So if you got somebody listening to the radio right now and they're just like you and I, we're skeptics. What would you say to them? How did they overcome that skepticism? What do you think would be the best way for them to overcome that?
2: Well, for, for me personally, I, I mean, I don't think we can tell anybody to take action. For me, it was it was an event, negative event, you know, in my life. And getting laid off from corporate America and seeing that path is not what I wanted. So I think unless you have some pain and you want to make a change, that's, that's what it took for me. So if you want to change your life, you can. The tools are there. You just need to, need to take that action. I mean, there's a whole different, you know, ballgame out there rather than work at corporate America and invest in stocks and hopefully, you know, like you say, your money, you know, doesn't run out by the time you die. And it's good seeing there's normal people like me. I'm definitely not the smartest guy, but there's there's people that are doing it.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, too, Bring up not the smartest guy. You don't have to be the smartest guy, the sharpest knife in the drawer, do you?
2: No, no, I'm, I'm definitely not. Hard worker, that's for sure. Definitely not the smartest, but if you see, you know, somebody that's like you, can do it or somebody that may not be as smart or aggressive as you, and so, say, hey, you know, if this guy's doing it, you know, I, I can do it.
1: Yeah, especially if you got someone showing you the way to do it, right? I that's think that's right. key. That's right. if, you, if you can get in front of it, know what you're doing before you do it instead of not trying to fail your way to success like so many gurus tell you, get out there and just try, 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 try and fail, fail, fail. fail. Yeah, you'll eventually figure out what doesn't work, but that doesn't mean you'll ever figure out how it really does work. And I see that all the time.
2: Yeah, and um, I'm actually going out, can't wait, uh, case study in in Austin, finally, after a couple of years. So right after oh, this, yeah. this afternoon, I'm going out, hanging out with all my friends, and it's going to be good I, to see everybody in person.
1: Yeah, it was incredible, first case study we had back in Houston, I've felt so alive again. Hey, you live on Lake Travis?
2: Yeah, yeah, right on Lake Travis.
1: Right about do, you know, do you know where that big restaurant is there on the cliff of Lake Travis?
2: I'm looking at it out my window, it's across the lake from me.
1: Yeah, what's Wasteland. that called? Oasis, okay? If you sit in the Oasis looking at the lake and then look to your right, there's a big house that sits outside of a cliff. Mm -hmm. It's 20,000 square feet or something like that. I almost bought that thing. I looked at it five times.
2: No kidding. That's the owner of Fiesta Supermarket. Right. exactly. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Amazing. Finally sold. After after three years of me looking at it, wanting it, looking at it, wanting it, it finally sold to somebody else. And so I would have been your neighbor. That's where I wanted to live. Oh, That's man. What, the view is incredible from up there. But beautiful. my wife didn't like it. She didn't like it. She said that it was yep. pure ornate. Everything was ornate. She just didn't like that. So I would have been your neighbor, buddy. Well, it's beautiful. There's more houses out here. Yeah, not like that one, though, man. Sitting out the side of the cliff like that was unbelievable. It was Plus, you owned eight acres of the side of the cliff and into the lake, which was... Wow. hard to believe. Free water, everything. Because, you know, you own part of the lake. It's a different deal. She had some money, some bucks. But that's beautiful. We were so, actually right,
2: we were right below at wake surfing yesterday, looking up at that exact home. That's that's funny you mentioned
1: that. Yeah, crazy. Well, Jason, I want to thank you for coming on, sharing your story. I want to thank you for being a lead investor and coming on here and telling people what you've done, sharing it openly and so forth. For the rest of you out there, remember this. Jason, myself, and everybody here at Life Sales, we don't do this to make a little money. We do this for an incredible lifestyle.
0: Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. People go, well, I would really never
1: like to retire. And the truth of the matter is that you probably would like to retire. Is that really going to happen anymore? Now you take the far other extreme. By the time I was 34 years of age, I had accumulated enough real estate, passive income to replace my earned income, and I retired. When I say retired, what I'm really saying is I dropped out of corporate America. Didn't want to go back actually never did go back. Never have gone back, got another job. Do you see these two things as the same thing? It's an interesting concept because every year since I've quote unquote retired, I've made more money. Why? Because each year I buy a little bit more real estate and that little bit more real estate makes me a little bit more money or I buy another business or I start another business and that business makes me a little more money. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.